Freedom Mama is the show where as women we are questioning everything. We are pulling back the veil to examine the ideas and common narratives that still dictate many of our lives. For the sake of your freedom, as well as our own, we are willing to let go of the concepts that keep us safe in order to have our freedom. Whether it be health, relationships, parenting, or spirituality, we know that once we know better, we can finally do better and ultimately feel better, body, mind, and soul. Hey, Freedom Mama listeners. Thanks for tuning into this podcast where we raise thought-provoking topics with the intention of inspiring women to have more freedom in their lives. This is episode two, and today's topic is panic attacks, Saturn returns, and ancestral healing. Yeah, so today I want to talk about something that's been going on in my life. Um, really, it's been my whole life. There was a long period of time, though, where I had a break, I guess you would call it. But recently, around March of this year, I started experiencing these symptoms again that I often experienced as a teenager. And that is panic attacks. And I'm not sure if anyone listening has experienced anxiety or depression or panic attacks, but I have, and it also runs in my family. And to just give you kind of a background of my history, um, when I, well, even further back than that, actually, um, as a young child, my mother said that oftentimes, and I don't remember this particularly, but oftentimes I would just be crying and screaming and like running back and forth up and down the hallway and throwing my body on the floor and there was absolutely nothing she could do to comfort me and console me. And um, once I got to be a teenager when I was 14, I had just started high school, and I had my first panic attack, and I remember the thing that triggered it was people that I knew, um, not super close, like no one really close to me, but just people in my circle, acquaintances, um, in my life, um, they were dying, and I know that sounds kind of um, interesting, but for some reason, death um, just gave me this really scared feeling. And in, in many ways, it sort of does. And that's why I think I want to talk about this in the podcast today. But I had my first panic attack, and I thought I was dying. I thought I was just like all these other people who were dying, and something was wrong with me, and I became a hypochondriac. And one night, I was just thinking about it so much that I thought myself into a pure panic. And I, um, this was the time where... I don't know if any of you had this, but in my house, there was like the kids line and the parents line. Um, and the, you know, the adult line was like the downstairs phone and the kids had their own upstairs line. So I was in my bedroom, I was 14 years old, and I called my mom on the downstairs phone. I told her to come up and she came up and I told her that I needed to go to the hospital or to call an ambulance. I was dying and my mom had experienced this in her life, so she knew exactly what it was. 
and she just told me to calm down and um, within a few minutes it just stopped and I remember feeling a huge sense of relief and um, she gave me that was the first day I think or maybe it was like I think after that I started having them at school all the time and then one day I came home from school because I just kept I was having a panic attack and I kept missing a bunch of school because of it and I remember one day I came home and laid down and that was the first day that my mom gave me Xanax um, and I'm not gonna lie that stuff is really wonderful and it worked for a really long time and I took it um, until I was about 22 or 23 years old and um, yeah I even abused it as a teenager quite a bit um, and so once I became an adult in my early 20s, I really wanted to get to the root of this. I was getting to a point where I was changing my diet and becoming more aware of the power that we have over our health. And I just could not accept that the only thing that would make me feel normal was a pill. I really wanted to get off of the pills and cure myself. And so, um, and I did, I stopped taking them. Um, I got rid of my television, I stopped watching the news, I stopped hanging out with toxic people, I really found a whole group of friends that I resonated with and that really understood me. Um, I think I already said I changed my diet, um, and I started doing all these things, and I didn't have panic attacks for years, years and years and years, and then my next one happened about three days after I gave birth to my son. And it was intense, but at the same time, I kind of, I didn't put too much um, thought into it because it's very normal, like the first week after birth to have what they call baby blues when your hormones are kind of going crazy. So I just had that one and then I didn't have any more and I just sort of chalked it up to, I just had a baby and things are intense right now. So that makes sense that I would have a panic attack. But then um, this past March, um, I was asleep and I was woken up with an intense um, sensation of nausea. So I was feeling super nauseous. Like it, it, it took me out of my sleep. That's how bad it was. So I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I threw up and I all of a sudden I started breaking out in a sweat and my heart was racing and I had another panic attack, the first one I had had since I'd given birth. And before that, the first, you know, before the birth, first one I'd had in many, many, many years. And so um, I had, a, and this one was probably the worst one I've ever had. And um, I was really scared. It lasted quite a bit longer. It lasted for probably like 10 or 15 minutes. 20 minutes maybe, maybe not that long, but it really seemed like it lasted a long time. And um, it got to the point where I was telling my partner that I wanted to go to the hospital, that I was dying, and he knew what was happening, so he was, like, not giving me the phone, or he was trying to take the phone from me because he didn't want me to call the hospital. It was the middle of the night. Um, both of my sisters actually were staying with me that night, and I had woke them up, and so everyone was just kind of like, you know, it's... 2.30 in the morning and everyone's kind of like freaking out. I'm freaking out. And I had woke my son up. I'm like in the yard, naked, 
it was a really big, scary scene. And eventually my partner just took me tightly into his arms and like, and I calmed down. And then ever since then, so that was back in March, ever since then, um, I've only had one other panic attack since then that I would say was as scary as that one and that intense, but I've had a bunch of smaller ones. Still scary, um, still intense, but just not as scary and intense. And it's been really hard. I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like I have all the answers as to why it's happening. Um, I've done a lot with, I've started supplementing. I started drinking more water. I've started not being on my phone at night. I've started to implement a lot of things that I think could be the cause of this. Um, But ultimately, I want to talk about a couple of things that I think could be at the root. And these are things that we don't typically talk about in our culture when it comes to mental health. And it's because it can come off as kind of woo-woo or, you know, in the clouds and doesn't really hold any water because it's just sort of... um, this really mystical alternative way of thinking, but I think it's really important. Um, And one of those is I'm currently in my Saturn return. And if you don't know what a Saturn return is, it is um, every 29 years, your uh, Saturn enters back into your zodiac sign. And so... I am turning 29 in December. They say your Saturn return usually starts anywhere um, when you're 27 or 28, and it lasts until you're about 30. And the Saturn return is supposedly supposed to be really, really transformative, challenging years. Um, it signals, you know, the the repositioning of Saturn signals a lot of change, a lot of upheaval, a lot of ego identity crisis, a lot of um, questioning who you are, questioning what you want. It's just a lot of that. So if you are already in your 30s or older, um, maybe go back to that time in your life around the time you're 28, 29, 30, and try to remember what was going on then and see if that resonates with you. I will put a link in the episode notes about Saturn Return that can kind of give you more details into what I'm talking about. I won't go totally into Saturn Returns and what they mean. I'm not even that educated on the topic myself. I'm just now starting to... um, I've known about Saturn Returns, but as I am very sure that I'm in mine right now, um, I'm just really starting to look into what it means. And not only that, but how to take care of myself, because I think how we handle our Saturn return is really going to determine what the following years look like when we come out of it. So that's one thing I wanted to address is just um, I, I believe that I'm in a Saturn return and I try to look at it that this is all happening for a reason and that my panic attacks are here um, as like a messenger to show me something and to um, really give me um, like insight 
into what I need to know to grow as a human being. And for me, what I've seen is that um, I need to lead more with my heart. And if you were anything like me, hearing that right now is going to, um, you know, make your eyes roll to the back of your head or whatever, because when I, like, don't get me wrong, I'm all, like, alternative and into um, mysticism and witchiness and new age, you know, everything. But anytime I heard anything about the heart center or opening the heart or the heart, the heart, the heart, it would make me cringe. And of course it would because that's the area that I have so much blocks around and that's the area that I really don't want to look at. So it's no wonder that I would sort of write it off as annoying or irritating because that's the thing I don't want to look at. And that's what we tend to do when we don't want to open our eyes to a truth When we don't want to see something, it's so easy for us to dismiss it in that way. And I've learned that for me, it's, it's true. And it, and what I mean by that is like, I don't mean like going around and, oh, brother and sister, I love you so. We are all one. Everything is great. Like, that's not what I mean at all. Uh, Yes, there are people that do that. And the more power to them. That's not me. It never will be. With that said, I still um, see where I have a lot of barbed wire around my heart and where I use um, my love as a way, um, or better, I guess I should say, I block my love from... Um, people and from the people that I care about most in my life. And so for me, opening my heart looks more like um, listening. So not being so defensive, not attacking. Um, It looks more like being able to receive love. And that doesn't mean that I should receive something that I don't want to receive. But at this point, I block it to my detriment. So I might be able to say, like, oh, no, I don't want that and make up all these excuses as to why I'm not receiving someone's love or compassion. Um, But ultimately, I'm doing it to my detriment, and I don't receive it, and therefore I don't let love in. I don't let the fullness into my life. I don't let the amount of connection that is available into my life. And does that mean that I need to go be in love and connect with everyone? No. Um, But like I said, at this point, I'm virtually loving and connecting with no one in the ways that are really nourishing to me. And... I also want to say, like, this isn't totally my fault. I'm not, like, it's not, I'm not being really hard on myself about it. I know that it's how I was raised and because of certain traumas and the ideas that I was brought up with, um, I have a lot of fear um, that keeps me from allowing love into, not only allowing love into my life, 
but offering love in a way that feels really good to the world. And so for me, um, my panic attacks, this is the message that the ultimate underlying message that it brings to me, that if I can be more vulnerable, if I can be more compassionate, if I could be less judgmental, if I could be more understanding, if I can be more open in my heart, um, then the panics doesn't exist as much. And so that's really a big work in progress for me right now. And it's not easy. And um, there are some things that I'm doing to help in this way. And one of them is uh, sharing it with you right now, talking to all of you about this very real issue that I'm having and that's hard for me and that I'm working on. Another one is I'm reading a book by Carolyn Meese. It's an older book, so maybe many of you have already heard of it, but it's called The Anatomy of the Spirit. And it's really resonating with me right now in the way that um, the whole premise of the book is that all of our physical ailments and illnesses and diseases are um, caused by unhealed um, emotions. And so... Not that um, she doesn't give credit to um, the physical things that we do to our body, but that ultimately, no matter how well you eat or how much you exercise, that ultimately, if you aren't healed on a spiritual level, if you're not healing your childhood traumas, if you're not healing um, your emotional blockages, the things that keep you stuck, then you can't heal ultimately. And these are things I already knew, but it's really good to read this book in a way it's like really applicable and um, pragmatic. And so um, that book is really helping me a lot. And just talking about it with people, talking about this with my friends, I'm talking about it with my partner, doing things like really feeling into my body. I think a lot of my panic attacks happen when I've suppressed emotion for so long and then all of a sudden it just um, I can't suppress it anymore and so my body sort of freaks out so anytime I'm feeling any type of discomfort and I'm aware of it I try to not run from it and I'll just put everything down that I'm doing or I'll put my phone down and I'll really feel into my body and like the other night I had a really good cry with my partner it really helps when someone is there to witness these feelings and when I had a cry when I had a really good cry and let it out um, it really helped and I felt a lot better afterwards because before then I was feeling super anxious and super ungrounded and it really helped to bring me back down so I just wanted to be honest here about what's going on I'm having these hard panic attacks and anxiety and sometimes it can just come on out of the blue and all of a sudden I feel like who am I what is this I feel not of this earth I feel like my body's about to float away I feel like my chest is tight and I can't breathe and that's the anxiety and then sometimes but not every time panic kicks in but I really feel like um for the most part, I have a lot of skills and techniques in place to really help me not get to a point where I'm in full-blown panic mode. 
The next thing I want to talk about is ancestral healing and trauma. The thing is, I really believe that we take on all of our family's pain and trauma. Like, whatever has happened down our lineage, if it doesn't get um, healed by our parents and their grandparents, then it inevitably gets passed down to us. And some of the pain that we have, some of the um, illnesses that we have, or the emotional things that we have going on, so much of it, I believe, isn't ours. It's just passed down. And I'll just speak for myself. Anxiety and um, depression and panic and mental illness like this that I'm talking about, it has run in my family and the women as far back as that I know of as my great-grandmother. But I'm sure if I could somehow go back far enough, I would see that it goes back actually a lot further. And the way it manifests in the women in my family um, is... Um, passive, it comes out as passive aggressive anger, suppressing the emotions. Um, you know, I think that, um, there's a lot of anger in the women in my family. I know I have anger. I know my mom has anger and her mom had a lot of anger. And I think that's where the anxiety and panic comes from. I've heard that um, depression and anxiety, according to Louise Hay, the emotional cause is anger that you feel like you don't have the right to have. And I know as women, we oftentimes feel like we do not have the right to be angry. And so we stuff it or we don't act as angry as we really are or we write it off as we're overreacting or we shouldn't be that angry and so we stuff it and we stuff it and we stuff it and then eventually it turns into depression it turns into anxiety because our systems can't hold it it can't hold that much um, emotion anymore and so it just comes out in all of these negative ways and so that's how um that's how it shows up in my family I think everyone's family is different whatever you have going on in your life if it's um, mental health or even physical diseases, you know, um, cancer or, um, you know, if everyone in your family is overweight or whatever the thing is in your family, it's so important to just look down the line. It's probably been there. Um, alcoholism, um, diabetes or, uh, you know, addiction, which is alcoholism, any type of addiction, all of these things they have been in our family. It's not like people say like, oh, it runs in my family as if it's some genetic thing that we're all predispositioned to no matter what. And yeah, it's in our genes in the sense, um, or it's, it's more like in our DNA. And it goes back really, really far down the line and they have emotional causes. So it's not like, oh, we're just all addicts, there's nothing we can do about it. It goes so far back, and um, sometimes the root cause started, um, you know, at the war, at one of, like, Vietnam, 
maybe your grandfather or your great-grandfather was in Vietnam and the trauma from that has carried on into your family up until now. For me, I really, truly, deeply believe that I come from a lineage of witches and somewhere down the line in my family um, there were women who were burned for um, thinking alternatively the way they did for um, being medicine women for healing people with alternative means um, for believing in the mystics for using things like the moon and the changes of the season to um, really know themselves. And there was a time in history when um, those things were starting to be hidden. And there were people in place who didn't like it. And so witches were burned. And I believe down into the fiber of my being that that's where I come from. I look at my grandmother and she looks like a witch. Okay, I'll post a picture of her in the show notes. I can feel feel it. And I think women in my family, even my mother, I never knew my grandmother because she died before I was born. But my mother is extremely smart. Um, I mean, does she always use that to her advantage in the best ways? No, probably not. We like, we all don't. But She's an extremely intelligent woman. She's extremely witty. She's extremely intuitive. All the women in my family are extremely intuitive and smart. And I think somewhere down the line, it um, we were punished for being that way. And we were burned. And we were angry about it. And over the years, we were oppressed because of this way that we were. Because we were, like I said, we were witches. We were magic. And so I believe that for whatever reason, I'm here to um, wake up the witch inside that was killed and my mother and my grandmother and her mother and so on and so on and so on. It goes all the way down the line. And that's ultimately where I believe our mental illnesses come from. And to some people, that sounds absolutely crazy. But to me, it makes complete and absolute sense. And so... Um, It really gives me hope to have the understanding of this and to be doing the work um, to learn about all the things that I'm learning about and to do the work of healing myself on a physical and emotional and spiritual level because I really, really want to help people do the same and that's my passion. So (sighs) that's what's been going on with me. I've been having panic attacks. I'm in my Saturn return. I come from a line of witches who were burned at the stake. And I am rising. I'm remembering. I have remembered where I come from. It is so obvious to me. I don't have all of the details. I wish I knew more about the line of women in my family. Um, That's something that I definitely want to research more and to find out more about. Because I'm almost certain that somewhere down the line, I have an ancestor who was a witch, or two, or three. And my passion in life now is to wake up the witch within. And if you're going through any of the stuff I talked about here, if you're a woman and you feel neurotic, if you feel 
um, that you have anxiety or depression or any type of mental illness, but at the same time you feel like there's something so alive in you that there's a fire burning that you have an impeccable intuition and that you don't know how to express it in the world, it is useful and it is wanted. And my goal is to wake up the witch within, not just within myself, but within all of you. And this includes waking women up to um, motherhood and what it means to um, heal ourselves and to heal our children and to love our bodies and respect our bodies and to be connected with nature and understand the cycles of the seasons and the cycles of the moon and how it relates to us and our bodies and how we can use that information to our advantage. All of this, this world, and everything that is on it, um, the plants and the water and the air and the moon and all of it, it was all put here for us to heal, to understand it's, there's an intelligence to it, a divine intelligence. And I think the underlying, like, or I should say the overarching problem in this world is that we have been stripped of our intuition to understand this divine intelligence. Because if we remember this divine intelligence, that is our power. That's our power to heal our bodies. That's our power to care for our children in a way that creates amazing, healthy, powerful beings. Um, that's our power to just be in this world in a way that doesn't tolerate the world as it currently is. And so I really want, I really want to wake us all up to this. And that's what Freedom Mama is. That's what this podcast is. And that's what I mean by freedom. It's ultimately the freedom from the being burned at the stake many, 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 many years ago and living in a world that doesn't represent who we really are and living in a world that pushes down our innate intuitive nature. So, I'm glad that I shared that with you. I'm glad that you know where I'm coming from. I would love to connect with everyone about this topic and what you think about it. I will provide some links to things like Saturn Returns and um, Ancestral Healing and whatever you know, I think is really useful for this podcast. I will put in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.